next on the 5 O'Clock Report. Everything from snow to ice to rain. The Ukrainian people's love for their country will prevail. All he has left is his strategic nuclear forces. There's not a lot of goodness in there. Maybe they're searching for church for the first time. Now, let's go to the newsroom. February surprise. Good afternoon. Thank you very much for joining us. I'm Mark Webster. A mix of potentially hazardous winter weather is working its way toward us. Kevin Williams is watching it for us. A storm in Baja, a storm in Vancouver combining. And that wild weather is coming east with everything from snow to ice to rain. It will spell a wide range of weather conditions across the region over the next 36 to 40 hours. Travelers, please be alert. Kevin's updated forecast is just ahead. That system's already causing plenty of trouble all over the place, but Minnesota school teacher Jenny Bowers ready for the predicted blizzard conditions there. I'm filling up the car. I got groceries being delivered. My husband's getting gas for the snowblower. 22 states under various weather alerts right now from California to New York. From cold weather to the Cold War as President Biden throws down the gauntlet to Russian President Vladimir Putin one year into his Ukraine invasion. President Putin's craven lust for land and power will fail, and the Ukrainian people's love for their country will prevail. Democracies of the world will stand guard over freedom today, tomorrow, and forever. Biden speaking in Poland today, a day after his surprise visit to Kiev. Putin was at his own podium with a far different take. The Ukrainian nation is actually an alien nation. They're not serving the national interest. They're serving the interest of third parties. The West uses Ukraine as a ram against Russia. Responding, National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan. There's a simple way to test that proposition. If Russia stops fighting the war in Ukraine and goes home, the war ends. Dan Fried is a former ambassador to Poland. Putin is challenging us in the same way that Hitler did. Putin raised eyebrows by saying Russia's pulling out of its nuclear proliferation deal with the U.S. Michael Waltz is a Florida Republican and former Green Beret commander. It's one of the only cards Putin has left. His conventional military has been completely decimated. So really all he has left is his strategic nuclear forces. Secretary of State Antony Blinken called the Russian nuke treaty pullout, quoting, deeply unfortunate and irresponsible. EPA Chief Michael Regan telling an afternoon news conference in East Palestine, Ohio, that federal agencies are working with leaders of Ohio and Pennsylvania to resolve the environmental problems from that recent train wreck. The experts that work at EPA nationally in the state EPA have the expertise to tackle this problem. No question. We have the technology, we have the expertise, this community will bounce back. Pennsylvania Governor Josh Shapiro says EPA action to hold Norfolk and Southern accountable is crucial. It is my view the Norfolk Southern wasn't going to do this out of the goodness of their own heart. There's not a lot of goodness in there. They needed to be compelled to act, and that's exactly what Administrator Regan and the federal government combined with the authorities in Ohio and Pennsylvania are taking steps to do, and that is to hold them accountable. Many residents living near that derailment in East Palestine have complained of health problems since it happened. The U.S. Supreme Court today hearing a case regarding the liability shield that protects Internet giants. One case involves YouTube and the family of an American exchange student killed in a 2015 terrorist attack in Paris. The family's attorney. What we're saying is that insofar as they were in Encouraging people to go look at things, that's what's outside the protection of the statute. Not that the stuff was there. If they stopped recommending things tomorrow and, and all sorts of horrible stuff was on their website, as far as we read the statute, they're fine. 
All right, now to health news. New research indicates COVID-19 can damage the heart on the cellular level, leading to long-term problems. The preliminary research carried out at Columbia University in New York looked at heart tissue for people who had COVID. It found the virus damaged the way the heart's cells regulate calcium, an important mineral for how the heart pumps blood. The damage isn't necessarily permanent, but more research is needed. Natalie Migliore reporting. Well, here we are Tuesday, early into a work week. How would a four-day work week suit you? Results are in on an experiment over that concept in the UK. Nearly 3,000 workers at 61 British companies were put on a four-day work week for six months. By the end, most were reporting an improvement in their job performance and emotional and physical well-being. CBS's Vicki Barker in London. Asbury University is winding down a multi-week revival which brought well over 15,000 people to the small Kentucky town after the spiritual mountaintop experiences for Asbury students and other young people who attended. Local congregations will be making plans for some ongoing follow-up. Are we a place where students want to come and how can we kind of meet their needs and, and understand where they are, especially after an experience like this? D. Merricks is pastor of the United Methodist Church close by that campus. He tells family life that congregations like his, even without a specific campus ministry outreach, have now renewed opportunities to connect with students. We're a community church located right here within walking distance of the, of the campus. If we can continue to be a, a loving, nurturing community where they can feel like they belong, then maybe we can be that place for them as maybe they're searching for church for the first time or maybe trying to be renewed um, again in their faith. More of Family Life's conversation about the pastor's own spiritual highlights from the Asbury Revival are posted on our news podcast website. Still to come on the 5 o'clock report, back to work in Harrisburg, an investigation into Governor Hochul's security team and the Polish community marks Punchki Day. Well, good evening to all. I'm Kevin Williams, and here is your Family Life Regional Weather Forecast. Chilly tonight, but partly cloudy skies, low temps of the 20s or most. Clouds thicken tomorrow, and precipitation will arrive in the form of snow, sleet, freezing rain that will continue tomorrow night into Thursday. There will be the potential for significant amounts of snow near Lake Ontario, ice accretion across parts of western and central New York with some heavy mixed sleet. Certainly travel will be impacted for some later Wednesday, Wednesday night into Thursday morning, western and central New York in particular, while temperatures soar into the 50s and 60s at the same time in parts of Pennsylvania. All right, thank you very much, Kevin. Now checking the stories, making news where you live across New York and Pennsylvania. It's back to business in the Pennsylvania House. After a six-week hiatus, the 2023 legislative session resumed at noon today. A power struggle brought the chamber to a halt for more than a month. But now that Democrats are officially in charge, lawmakers can get back to doing what they were elected to do. Philly Democrat Jared Solomon. We're going to talk about workforce development, uplifting communities, education, health care reform, all of these issues that we have not been able to address in over a decade. Republican leader Brian Cutler says the dysfunction of late in the PA House is the fault of one man and one man only. The speaker claims he's trying to break gridlock in Harrisburg. Unfortunately, I think he's the creation of it. House Speaker Mark Rousey says his top priority is getting victims of childhood sexual abuse the justice they deserve. Pennsylvania Governor Josh Shapiro says he expects stroke survivor John Fetterman to recover. The junior U.S. Senator has checked himself into the hospital for clinical depression. Fetterman could be off the job and in the hospital for weeks, if not months. John Fetterman deserves our compassion and our prayers, but those around him deserve confrontation, not compassion, and some scorn. Political analyst Kellyanne Conway thinks Fetterman never received the care he needed 
defeated after nearly dying from a stroke last spring. She's convinced voters of Pennsylvania never got a true picture of just how serious his condition was and still is. They moved the debate in Pennsylvania to October 25th to give Fetterman an early vote advantage. He beat Oz by four to one on those early votes. Oz beat him by 500,000 votes on Election Day. So this has been very calculated from the beginning. Both Pennsylvania's U.S. senators are sidelined with health issues right now. Bob Casey's recovering from prostate cancer surgery. A weekend fire destroyed a closed but historic church in Edwardsville, Pennsylvania. Yesterday, wreckers finished the job. The fire started on Sunday, bringing down what was left of St. Hedwig's Church in Edwardsville. The church had been closed since 2007. Former parishioners shared their remembrances with WNEP. Oh, beautiful on the inside and the outside. Just craftsmanship and detail were one of a kind. Sad. Sad. Because it's another part of the community, our history. It's kind of lost. That's sad. At the request of former members and some neighbors, a Virgin Mary statue on the outside of that church was preserved and will go into storage for now. No word yet, though, on what might become of that statue or the property itself. There's a reported investigation into whether New York Governor Kathy Hochul's security detail members are getting paid even when they're not working. The New York State Troopers Internal Affairs Bureau is reportedly investigating whether in some instances colleagues are signing troopers in and then the troopers don't show for their shifts. Timesheets are apparently being checked. Sources tell the New York Post that troopers assigned to the governor's security detail that are under investigation have been removed from their duties and could face penalties if allegations are proved to be true. The troopers under scrutiny are stationed in New York City. Scott Pringle, NBC News Radio, New York. Amherst, New York police are investigating a one-vehicle crash that claimed three young lives late last night. Police say a car driven by an 18-year-old female veered off the Millersport Highway around 11.30 p.m. and overturned. Three passengers, 18- and 20-year-old males and a 19-year-old female, all pronounced dead at the scene. The driver and another 17-year-old male passenger treated at Erie County Medical Center. The names of the victims not released yet. The Buffalo News is making news itself. Western New York's largest paper moving its printing operations to Ohio, a move that will cost $160. Buffalo jobs. Devastating. Yeah, it's still devastating. That's John Felch, who's worked at the Buffalo News for 39 years. It just always seems to be the worker that suffers from it. They certainly don't involve us in the decision making. Felt says it's the uncertainty of the move that's most upsetting. I don't know where we're headed, but I certainly don't want to end up at 55 looking to reinvent myself. Lee Enterprises, owner of the news, says it's moving the operation to Cleveland to cut costs. When the pandemic started a few years ago, Binghamton East Middle School student Ethan Gomez stopped getting haircuts, and he did so with a purpose in the back of his head. Started in the pandemic, uh, and I couldn't get a regular haircut, decided to grow my hair out and donate it. And that's just what he did recently, losing 12-inch long locks to donate to Wigs for Kids. That's a group that helps young cancer patients who've lost their hair due to chemo or radiation treatments. Ethan's mom tells WICZ that topic hits home for the family since cancer claimed both of Ethan's grandmothers. It has an impact on him, knowing that he would have loved to have met them both. So he never got the chance. So at least, you know, do something. Ethan Gomez says he might just let his hair grow out again so he can donate two wigs for kids again in a few years. I am making punch keys. Well, that baker at Donut Craze in the Buffalo suburb of Tonawanda, one of many in the Polish communities around the listening area and nationwide, up early today, cranking out a whole lot of punch keys on this day before Lent. For the uninitiated, punch keys are similar in appearance to a rich donut, dough fried, then topped with powdered sugar filled with custard or jelly. The difference is in the dough, which is richer than that you'll find in a typical donut. 
Fat Tuesday or Mardi Gras, the day of indulgence for Christians before Lent begins tomorrow. The owner of Donut Craze tells WKBW Punchki Day is a big one for them. Cheers to Punchki Day. <laughs> it's kind of unlimited. <laughs> like there's no, until the end of the day and then we're so tired after like working usually 24 hours, I'm like, I don't even know what happened. Tradition holds that Punchki Day emerged as a way to use up all of the sugar, lard, and other fun-tasting stuff around the house before the beginning of Lent to reduce the temptation to cheat during fastings. All right, your nightly market report is up next, brought to you by Ambassador Advisors. Here's Family Life's Dave Margalotti. It was a rough session today on Wall Street. Yields on Treasuries continue to increase as expectations of higher rates for a longer period begin to take hold. Markets seem to be coming to terms with that outlook, and more data is pointing to a potentially sticky inflation situation. Home Depot reported before the bell and suffered their first revenue miss in years, leading to a 7% drop. Walmart also reported solid results but gave weaker-than-expected forward guidance and ended the session slightly up. Oil today continuing to hover at $76 a barrel. The Dow dropping 697 points. The S&P 500 off by 81. And the Nasdaq was down by 294. Ambassador Advisors is a Christian financial planning firm helping faithful stewards do more. Online at ambassadoradvisors.com. Thank you, Dave. This is the 5 o'clock report on Family Life. As you get older and presumably wealthier, new avenues open up for ways to give. Hi, I'm Rob West with the Faith and Finance Minute. The Sound Mind Investing newsletter touched on this recently, noting that most of us start our journey of generosity by giving from current income. We earn money and then give a portion away. But there comes a time when many of us hold our greatest financial wealth in non-cash assets. So you might be able to give appreciated stock or some other asset of value. Or you could make what's called a qualified charitable distribution from a retirement account, transforming a required minimum distribution into a charitable gift. You might even consider setting up a donor-advised fund, sometimes called a giving fund. It allows you to give in a most tax-efficient way. Manage your finances wisely with the easy-to-use FaithFi app. Download FaithFi, Faith and Finance, from your app store or learn more at faithfi.com. All righty, coming up on the 5 o'clock report, can you guess what this was a commercial for? Hello. 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 Yo, yo. Hello. 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 Here is your Family Life regional weather forecast. Watching a complex storm system evolve out west, bringing wild winter weather in the western heartland. And that wild weather is coming east with everything from snow to ice to rain, chill to warmth. It's all in the mix over the next couple days and nights. No issues tonight, though. But partly cloudy skies, low temps in the 20s for most. Clouds sticking tomorrow. And precipitation will arrive in the form of snow, sleet, freezing rain. That'll continue tomorrow night into Thursday. There will be the potential for significant amounts of snow near Lake Ontario. Sleet and freezing rain parts of western and central New York. Temperatures on Thursday will range from the 20s near Lake Ontario to the 60s along the I-80 in Pennsylvania. All right, thank you very much, Kevin Williams. Finally at 5. It was 15 years ago that Apple debuted a handy little device called the iPhone. People rushed out to get them. What in one unusual case, a woman bought one, then never opened the box. That move just paid off with a handsome return on investment.
An iPhone that was still sealed in its original box went for more than $63,000 at auction over the weekend. The original owner of the phone said she received it as a gift but never opened it since she had already gotten a new phone. Other first-generation iPhones have been reportedly sold at auction for more than $35,000. The 8-gigabyte phone was originally listed for less than $600 when it was introduced in 2007. I'm Brian Shook. That was back when 8 gigabytes meant something, kids. That's the world we live in for Tuesday, February 21st, 2023. Thank you again for joining us. I'm Mark Webster, Family Life News.